Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to give you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. As always, don't forget to read all of the articles on the website to give the writers the credit that they're due, as well as in case I missed anything. With that being said, I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. Welcome to the Sagebrush Spotlight. Around 8.40 p.m. on April 9th, about 20 police cars and SWAT were present at the north end of the University of Nevada, Reno campus. Joshua Reynolds, the deputy chief of the University of Nevada, Reno Police Department, says they were responding to a potential threat on campus, which was ruled to be a hoax. Quote, we received information tonight about a potential threat to campus, and out of abundance of caution, there was a large police presence. The officers were able to fairly quickly determine that there was no actual threat on campus, and this was the result of a hoax, said Reynolds in an email correspondence. Reynolds then went on to add that campus is safe. Then, on April 10th, the UNRPD posted an update to their Instagram saying the incident was due to a swatting hoax. According to UNRPD, swatting happens when, quote, swatters call in false reports to emergency lines and claim incidents like active shooters or hostage situations. This draws a large police presence to the scene like we saw on Sunday. This swatting phenomenon can be seen nationwide with similar incidents at institutions like Harvard University, Oklahoma University, and Boston University. It is considered a criminal offense. On April 10th, around 7.45, University President Brian Sandoval released a statement to further clarify details of the incident. Quote, at approximately 8.24 p.m. on Sunday, April 9th, University Police received a call claiming there was an active shooter on the quad. University Police mobilized and responded with several first responding agencies in the community, said the statement. Sandoval then confirmed that the incident was due to swatting, but the area was cleared in 15 minutes. Quote, as a reminder, the University Police Department offers active assailant training year-round to our faculty, staff, and students. Safety is our top priority, and we encourage our community members to understand the actions they can take to ensure personal safety, said the statement. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush Editor-in-Chief Emerson Drews. With the conclusion of the news section, we're going to be taking a short break to catch our breath and reflect on the news. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. You're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. Moving on to sports, the Nevada women's softball team suffered a rare loss on April 4th to Sacramento State, losing 4-0 in their third shutout loss of the season. Blake Kraft, Nevada's starting pitcher, got knocked around early in her 15th game of the season, lasting only two innings in which she gave up three runs and five hits. She also did not record a strikeout. Tyra Clary, Nevada relief pitcher, followed after Kraft, pitching for four innings while giving up only one run on four hits, two walks, and one strikeout. Haley Engelbrecki, Nevada shortstop, led the Nevada offense, going 2-3. to three. Madison Clark, Miley Olson, and Charlie Hawkins, left fielder, second baseman, and catcher respectively, all collected one hit each for the Wolfpack. Bridget Giuliano, Nevada infielder, stole two bases in her short time on the field. This, along with the base that Clark stole, put Nevada at 115 stolen bases this season. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush volunteer sports reporter Dominic Gutierrez. 
The Symphony Orchestra Honors Concert took the stage in the Nightingale Concert Hall on March 7th. The concert was delayed due to the heavy snow from the week before, but this annual concert brought together the best from the University of Nevada Reno's Department of Music. Four soloists stepped up to the charge this year, a horn player, a violinist, a mezzo-soprano singer, and a cellist. The Symphony Orchestra opened with a sweeping rendition of Brahms' Academic Festival Overture, a piece that highlighted the performer's excellent grasp of dynamics, leaving lots of distance from soaring highs to plummeting lows. However, timing occasionally eluded the woodwind section. This piece, conducted by doctoral student Joanna Cockinet, was, quote, an opener designed to wow, according to Nevada Sagebrush Arts and Entertainment editor Peregrine Hart. After this piece, Cockinet passed the mantle to Jason Altieti, the orchestra full-time conductor. Altieti's skill and emphasis left good results for the soloists, who were perfectly backed by the orchestra. In Strauss's Horn Concerto No. 1 in E-flat major, Emily Johns, a graduate horn player, stepped up to solo in a remarkably clear tone against a perfectly subdued accompaniment from the string section. Then came the high of the night, Lalo's Symphony Espanole. Julian Picasso, a violinist graduating this spring, brought an angle of searing rawness and texture to the piece's third movement. Quote, his technique made no secret of the strain and friction of playing, says Hart. After this piece, the orchestra would move on to perform an excerpt from Mozart's opera La Clemenza di Tito, led by mezzo-soprano vocalist Danielle Brown. Quote, her fluid articulation came into perfect relief against rigidly structured parts of the string section and a subtle but sweet supporting role from the woodwinds, says Hart. After Mozart, the orchestra turned to Tchaikovsky in variations in a Rococo theme and allowed cellist Diego Marrero Perez to take the stage as soloist. Quote, Perez held absolute command of the stage when the piece actually allowed him to slow down and linger on a feeling, but so much of his task landed in a litany of empty virtuosic feats, says Hart. For the night's closer, the orchestra performed in the South Alasio, composed by Elgar, a high drama piece that made a fitting end to the program. And that's going to bring this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight to a close. Don't forget to follow the Nevada Sagebrush on Instagram and Twitter at Nevada Sagebrush, as well as following me on Instagram at Patrick.McNab and Twitter at PatrickMcNab underscore. The next episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight will be out next Friday, April 21st. This week's Song of the Week is... Bad Fish by Sublime. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. See ya.